Hi, Doctor. This is Nadia from zenonco.io and Love Heals Cancer. Hi, Dr. Harshwardhan. It is an honor to have you with us today on today's knowledge sharing session. And to introduce zenonco.io and Love Heals Cancer, we guide cancer patients in their treatment journey with an integrative oncological treatment approach. And today's session is going to be all about spreading that awareness and educating cancer patients all around. Doctor, let me take this opportunity to introduce you to our viewers here. So Dr. Harsh is a top medical and hematological oncologist and a cancer specialist at Apollo Medical Hospital, Lucknow. He has done his MBBS from LLRM Medical College, Meerut, and he's qualified as a senior resident at the prestigious AIIM's AIMS at New Delhi. He also has his doctorate of medicine hematology from Cancer Institute, Adyar, Chennai. So I would say doctor has the best of both worlds from the North and the South. Yes, doctor? Yeah. yeah. Dr. Harsh here is trained and educated in one of the finest medical institute and his experience with cancer care is unlike any other. Doctor, it is such an honor for me to be talking to you today and welcome to this um, webinar and this online session. Thank you so much for being with us, for taking the time from your busy schedule to be with us and talk to us. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for these kind words. Yes, doctor. So we shall move into the Q&A session, doctor? Sure, sure. Right. Coming to my first question, doctor. In most of your interviews that I have gone through, uh, you have stressed a lot on the multidisciplinary approach. Uh, could you elaborate that for all of us here today? Uh, since cancer is not a single disease, cancer is a group of diseases. So cancer affects many of the organs and most of the cancers, they need uh, not one treatment. They need surgery, they need radiation. Uh, most of these patients, they need, they need chemotherapy also. So it is a uh, uh, disease that needs various disciplines like surgery, radiation, oncology, and uh, oncology uh, in form of chemotherapy. So that's why it is called a multidisciplinary approach. Even if patient is not needing uh, uh, surgery at one point of time, in uh, the near future, if something happens that whatever needs surgery or pain control or need uh, a uh, uh, doctor that uh, is um, uh, specialist in lung problems or some infectious problem is there because of chemotherapy side effects or reduced immunity. So many doctors have to be involved. So what we do is we anticipate those problems and we make a plan and involve those various doctors. Like if cancer is spread to the bones or bone uh, uh, problem is there, then orthopedic surgeon should be involved for holistic approach to the patient. So that's why cancer is, a treatment is always multidisciplinary. That way we can collaborate with various doctors in reaching a very good plan and comprehensive plan to treat the disease very effectively. That is why multidisciplinary approach is required. Right, doctor. Coming to chemotherapy, and 
the hormone therapy immunotherapy these are so many different therapies that we use as part of our treatment modality so could you share your knowledgeable insights on these therapies doctor and how they help the patient see chemotherapy uh, is a group of drugs which is which has evolved over time and initially chemotherapy drugs were very less um, i would say around 40 years back we have, we had only drugs to uh, treat patients so these kind of drugs initially they were made from the bark of trees or uh, some plants some oils so these kind of drugs were purified from the uh, tree bark or some some uh, elements like that nowadays uh, we have come a long way and these drugs uh, now are prepared synthetically and we have around 2000 more drugs or 2000 new treatment in last 30 to 40 years so we have come a very long way and these chemotherapy drugs they are sometimes those antibiotics which are found to be effective in cancer treatment so now they are called chemotherapy so the notion that chemotherapy is something else it has come from the another planet it is not so so these are the drugs which are found effective in the cancer treatment that is why they are called chemotherapy antibiotics is also a chemotherapy right so chemotherapy is nothing chemical mm-hmm. plus therapy is chemotherapy so chemotherapy these drugs are to be given uh, via oral route or intra mostly these are injectables so these drugs uh, they actually uh, cause cancer cells to die at the same time they also cause side effects because uh, in general the principle behind chemotherapy is that they kill the cells which are very rapidly dividing so rapid cancer is a very rapidly dividing uh, group of cells so if they cause cancer cells to die so they don't differentiate between the normal cells and cancer cells but the effect on cancer cell system were permanent and body cells is temporary so rapidly dividing cells in our uh, body system are uh, the hair follicles lining of the mouth intestinal lining skin sometimes so these cells are also affected that is why during chemotherapy patients have side effects of hair loss or mouth ulcers or diarrhea like these side effects are there but nowadays we know each and everything about chemotherapy how to tackle those side effects and proper treatment of those side effects so nowadays patients are very much safe with chemotherapy mm. if the doctor is knowledgeable enough then these side effects can be minimized hormone therapy is again uh, use of hormones in the treatment of cancers like prostate cancer because these cancers grow on hormone so you cut the hormone supply by another hormone or some 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 uh, uh, other therapies which reduce the supply of those uh, chemicals or hormones to the cancer that is how you uh, halt the progress of the cancer so in breast cancer also 
breast cancer is majorly uh, three types estrogen receptor positive or triple negative or her2 positive so if we cut the supply of estrogen of estrogen receptor positive breast cancer we can get very good results we can stop the progression of the cancer so similarly in some cancers we use hormones also so this is hormonal therapy nowadays people are talking about immunotherapy uh, very much it is a very hot topic yes so yes immunotherapy is nothing but these drugs which causes our immunity to work efficiently mm. so whenever cancer is there mm. it actually modifies our immune system in such a way that immune cells which are our own cells our own defense against cancer or other pathogens it cannot work properly because cancer secretes some things which actually uh, put a breaks on immune system so these drugs they go and trap those chemicals secreted by cancers which causes immune system to stop working on cancer cells so it is a anti breaking system immunotherapy so that if those breaks are released our immune system cells can go and attack cancer very efficiently so these are immunotherapy drugs but nowadays immunotherapy drugs are in research not every cancer has treatment by immunotherapy but some cancers like head and neck cancers mouth cancers lung cancer kidney cancer liver cancers these kind of cancers they have uh, immunotherapy options but not every other cancer has immunotherapy options it is still evolving so this is immunotherapy and it has got good results but still people actually think that immunotherapy will cure them hmm. so immunotherapy has not evolved so much that it will cure stage 4 patient or very advanced cases no in such cases still first line is chemotherapy immunotherapy comes next yes so this is the general notion yes as immunotherapy is a latest uh, for formation everybody believes in it much more i feel i think i'll have to just a minute give, give me a second uh, right doctor you were saying so immunotherapy i have told you immunotherapy is for uh, selected cancer nowadays uh, but as the time will pass i think we'll use it in uh, more cancers right doctor right i hope you're able to hear me right now yes yes coming to my third question doctor uh when we speak about genetic counseling and its role in preventive care uh how would we want to give our how how can we help in preventive care what is your insight on that see sometimes uh, if a family uh, is having a large number of cases in um, the first degree relatives or second degree relatives uh, a cluster of cancer is there in the family then we suspect that there might be something there in the right doctor so you were saying about genetic counseling so if the family if single family is having cluster of cases uh, amongst them uh, when they were mainly they are uh, first degree or second degree relatives then we need to check them for their uh, genetic structure or genetic uh changes so some changes are there uh, in uh, such cases 
uh, we look for some uh, genetic mutations like breast cancer gene, breast cancer 1, breast cancer 2 gene, IDH, and so on, uh, so forth. So these kind of patients, uh, they can have multiple mm -hmm. or uh, offsprings or sisters or brothers or daughters uh, can get affected uh, via cancer. So the importance of genetic counseling comes here. If a patient is having a mutation in gene, which can be passed on to the daughters or in the family, if we know uh, them beforehand, then we can warn them. We can tell them that this, uh, this uh, person is uh, at high risk of having cancers, so we can prevent the cancer. How we can prevent the cancer like BRCA1 gene or BRCA2 gene that predisposes or uh, increases the risk of having breast cancer or ovarian cancer or prostate cancer in males uh, in near future. So we know when these cancers happen, which age group these uh, cancers happen. Suppose a 40 years old mother is having breast cancer gene positive and she was having she is having breast cancer. So, and she has a daughter of 16 years or 17 years. So, we can put that daughter on observation, yearly checkups, and we know that breast cancer risk is highest after 40 years of age or ovarian cancer risk is there after 45 or 50 years of age. So, we can uh, put her on uh, yearly monitoring investigations if she ever has a cancer occurrence, it can be treated uh, very effectively in the early stage itself. Or she can, if she does not have cancer at earlier, uh, so uh, that time we can wait till she uh, completes her family and then we can remove beforehand, we can remove her breast or we can remove her uterus and ovaries so that she may not have cancer at those sites. So the risk reduction is more than 90%. If we remove the ovaries, 90% of the patients or uh, the persons will not have cancer. So this is the power of uh, genetic knowledge or genetic structure uh, screening. So right, that is right. why genetic counseling is important in those cases who are young, having multiple cancers in the family, they should be counseled for testing and if the test comes positive then further counseling of the family to undergo preventive measures so uh, i think this is uh, very important and uh, whoever patient has got that potential that or at risk of these cancers they should uh, listen to their doctors and get genetic counseling or genetic testing done Yes, doctor, because we cannot stress more on the fact of early detection, right? Yes, yes. Yes, doctor. So, talking about lymphomas, um, could you share your knowledge more about the non-Hodgkins and Hodgkins? So, lymphoma, again, is a kind of blood disorder or blood cancer because lymph system is a part of our blood system. So, uh, this lymph, lymph nodes uh, are actually uh, everywhere. And lymph nodes, they are one group of lymph nodes cater to a certain organ. Yeah. 
if the disease is there and like breast cancer is there then your armpit mm-hmm. and collarbones behind them the lymph nodes are there which gets affected most but when the cancer is of lymph nodes only then it is called lymphoma okay yes lymphoma is mainly of two types non hodgkins and hodgkins why non hodgkins and hodgkins hodgkins thomas hodgkins was the scientist who discovered this lymphoma so yes. after his name it has called it has been called uh, hodgkins lymphoma other one simply okay. non hodgkins lymphoma so these the lymphoma uh, basically affects two age groups mainly before 20 years and then after 50 years so both is a diverse group of diseases non hodgkins has got around 80 to 100 types of uh, non hodgkins lymphoma hodgkins has got four main types of uh, diseases and mostly if it is a high grade uh, lymphoma nhl which is called diffuse large vessel lymphoma uh, it is aggressive but curable so in most instances lymphoma is curable Hodgkin's lymphoma uh, in early stages like stage one or two, it has got seventy percent chance of getting cured. If it is fourth, three or fourth, then it becomes thirty to fifty percent. Same is with uh, non-Hodgkin's. Uh, around fifty percent of the patients they get cured. If I talk about all the stages, so lymphoma is a very uh, satisfactory disease to uh, treat if the patients are counseled properly even stage 4 patients uh, can live up to 4 to 5 years with effective treatment so uh, this is lymphoma and treatment is again chemotherapy there is no role of surgery in uh, lymphoma treatment uh, apart from uh, the emergencies if someone has got stomach lymphoma it has ruptured then surgery is required or uh, if any bleeding is there from the lymphoma uh, involved organ then surgery is required otherwise not mainly it is treated by chemotherapy and radiation if the lymphoma is not responding to chemotherapy in first instance then we may need to give again second line of chemotherapy and then part of treatment is bone marrow transplant also right right doctor the bone lymphoma yes uh, actually that was my next question how exactly can you explain to us the advanced bone marrow transplantation you know and how it can these results of bone marrow transplantation how can they be interpreted so uh, bone marrow transplant uh, in earlier stages earlier days it was difficult nowadays it it has uh, become a routine procedure for high uh, volume hematological centers and the procedure has uh, come of age now and it has become less cumbersome and easier bone marrow bone marrow transplant what we do when the patient uh, basically it is done in hematological malignancies only non hematological also in benign diseases like aplastic anemia and uh, some other diseases like uh, gotcher's disease and some other diseases like metabolic diseases when enzyme 
deficiency is there. So some of these diseases has been uh, treated by bone marrow transplant. So bone marrow transplant is done in uh, leukemia and lymphomas mainly. So when your bone marrow is faulty or involved with leukemia, then we have got uh, chemotherapy to uh, treat that, that patient. If the patient uh, gets cured by chemotherapy, then it's fine. If the patient has some high-risk features or patient does not get cured by first line of chemotherapy, then bone marrow transplantation has to be done because always some disease is there in bone marrow, uh, remaining bone marrow of the patient, which can get activated at any time and then disease recurs. So if you control the disease first with chemotherapy, then to minimize the number of cancer cells in the body, we can give the patient uh, in leukemias, we have to do allogenic bone marrow transplant. Allogenic means uh, siblings bone marrow has to be taken out and then it has to be transplanted into the patient's body. Right, doctor. Right. So this is called allogenic. Two types of transplant are there. One is allogenic, one is autologous. Autologous is patient's own bone marrow is transplanted. So in allogenic, matched sibling bone marrow is to be taken. So how we do we match? We match by HLA genes. Yes. HLA genes are a human leukocyte antigen, which genes are on the blood system or blood cells. So if they match only, then only we can transplant. If they don't match, body will reject them. Yes. So it is... Uh, Actually, very cumbersome procedure because if you have siblings, then only you can get transplanted. Okay. Otherwise, you have to do unrelated bone marrow transplant. Right. Which is difficult. Or haploidentical. Uh, like HLA genes, 10 out of 10 match is best. If 10 out of 8 or 9 is matching only, then it is called haploidentical. So, these are the kind of allogenic transplant. Then autologous, in autologous like lymphoma, Hodgkin's lymphoma, Hodgkin's lymphoma, we actually... Am I audible? Yes, doctor, you can be heard. Yes. Okay. So in those cases, we actually wipe out the disease from patient's body by first giving chemotherapy. Then before transplantation, we take bone marrow of the patient. So how do we take bone marrow? We actually give some injections to the patients for five, four to five days so that bone marrow cells are circulating in the blood. Then with spatial machines, we take out that bone marrow particles, bone marrow cells from the body and make a bag, like a blood bag only. So patient can donate bone marrow cells or stem cells like they give platelets or they give blood only. So yes. A simple procedure. Patients actually do not understand how this bone marrow transplant is done. So it is now, it is uh, very simple. So like they donate blood, they donate stem cells also. So okay. stem cells detected, then we give high dose chemotherapy to wipe out the remaining bone marrow. Once the bone marrow is depleted, fully wiped, then the collected cells which are purified, which are uh, actually, uh, they don't have uh, this lymphoma or leukemia cells. They are they are actually purged. Right. So then, transfused like blood only. Okay. So 
via blood they go into the bone spaces and starts growing there so after a while two or three weeks they starts working then the patient is discharged after the blood is restored so this is the full procedure of bone marrow but in allogenic bone marrow we have to give some immunosuppression or steroids for long time so that they may not have rejection of the bone marrow because it is taken from another person in autologous it is very easy you do not have to give immunosuppression to them but some antibiotics some antivirals they go on till 6 months so that they may not catch infections after that they can um, live very easily so this is how bone marrow transplant is done i hope that helps the patient yes definitely doctor definitely that is the intention because there were so many things that i don't think a lot a lot of people would have known rather than it's coming from you yes doctor so um, talking about hemophilia leukemia and myeloma other from a hematologist perspective hematology specialist like you what would you uh, speak to us about uh, the knowledge behind it doctor so uh, all these diseases are blood related only and uh, if we talk about hemophilia hemophilia is like a genetic disorder in which genes are at fault and are coagulation factors like the uh, chemicals which causes blood to coagulate or uh, uh, blood is actually uh, the clot is formed so okay. those chemicals are missing they don't form so these um, uh, deficiencies they cause blood not to clot so they bleed a lot on minor trauma only these patients they bleed like anything so in hemophilia uh, we treat them for these uh, with the clotting factors and other uh, things and we need to be very careful they don't get uh, traumatized so these kind of patients they are at risk of severe bleeding spontaneous bleeding also so this is hemophilia leukemia is a disease of bone marrow where your blood cells are not forming accurately so they don't mature and those immature cells which uh, gets matured and give you normal blood they actually have some fault in themselves and normal blood does not form only cancerous cells are forming so red blood cells white blood cells and platelets they are all depleted so when platelets are low you get bleeding when red blood cells are not there you get anemia breathing difficulty no oxygen is there in the blood when you don't have white blood cells then you don't have any immunity defense system is weak you catch infections so this is leukemia lymphoma is again uh, the lymph glands they actually are involved in lymphoma and it is a cancer of lymph nodes only it can happen anywhere in the body in your neck in your armpits in your groin in your abdomen so these lymphoma whatever group is involved uh, so you can get hodgkins or non hodgkins lymphoma myeloma is again a disease of bone marrow where uh, your uh, these uh, some kind of plasma cells are there so plasma cells are nothing but they are uh, immune system cells which gets increased normally they are less than 2 or uh, 1 or 2% 
but but in this disorder they are beyond 20% 60% 70% and they secrete proteins so abnormal amount of large protein is there in our blood which causes blood to get thickened right right and some uh, other things are four four main uh, things are there in myeloma one is kidney gets affected because of the protein deposition so kidney uh, failure is there second is this uh, these cells which are there in uh, bone one type of cells they actually uh, causes bone to resolve they eat bone second kind of cells are they actually deposit calcium on those so there is a usually a balance in normal life but when myeloma is there these osteoclasts or bone eating cells they gets activated and they actually harm uh, this your bones so bones gets fractured second thing third thing is calcium levels are very high hmm. okay yes and uh, one is bone renal disorder calcium levels and anemia hemoglobin because blood is not forming then i mean anemia is there so these four things are there and this is usually a disease of the uh, elderly people more than 60 years of age so okay. in a nutshell this is the uh, all uh, some things about these all four diseases thank you doctor thank you that was really informative also talking about um, gastrointestinal cancers the cancer of the small intestine is supposed to be very rare doctor could you share uh, the understanding behind it so gastrointestinal system consists of our food pipe which starts from here and up to the our ns uh, or large intestine so in between there is food pipe which is called esophagus stomach small intestine large intestine and then our liver pancreas uh gall bladder so these all things they consist of gastrointestinal system anywhere cancer is there that is a collective group is called gastrointestinal cancers so gastrointestinal cancers most deadly is or most uh, fearsome cancer is pancreas gall bladder and the duct of gall bladder so these three four cancers are very deadly if a patient is having these kind of cancers so the life is shortened and chemotherapy by chemotherapy we can only increase uh, the life in few months only till few months otherwise because these cancers are very deep seated so patients does not get get symptom uh, until uh, very advanced disease so these cancers are diagnosed when they are stage 3 or stage 4 and that time uh, no effective surgery is there because they have spread to other organs they have spread to the liver so we cannot actually cure that type of cancers other cancers like esophageal cancer or stomach cancer or uh, intestinal cancers if they are detected early in stage 2 or stage 3 we can actually 
do surgery on them then chemotherapy and radiation different kind of uh, therapies are there as uh, but i think um, these kind of cancers like gallbladder pancreas and these kind of cancers these are uh, the deadliest one right doctor right um, finally my final question coming to preventive care expert doctor could you state the roles or roles and responsibilities of a preventive care expert and how they help the patient see in india i think cancer care experts are uh, very few and if we talk about preventive care experts so um, i don't think um, such doctors are here in india it is a new concept for india and in west we see a lot of doctors or social workers who are involved in uh, preventive services so i think we need to work on that in india and uh, preventive care specialists should be there or palliative care specialists should be there but i think uh, being a cancer doctor i have to take all the responsibilities for palliative care as well as uh, for uh, preventive care or genetic counseling everything um, an oncologist has to do so in preventive care uh, i think um, uh, we need to tell the society that these are the risk factors and you should not do these kind of things have healthy lifestyle don't smoke don't drink tobacco should be uh, forbidden and have a healthy weight these kind of practices if we enforce these kind of practices i think cancer incidence can be minimized so i think more and more uh, people should come forward and act as a social worker or preventive care specialist so that we can educate people we can inform them and we can actually inculcate some some things into the families or it should be coming it should be uh, known to them that these kind of practices they should not uh, practice so here comes a larger part that if we educate them early and they lead a healthy lifestyles it will go through them to their future generations and cancer um, incidence can be minimized i think um, uh, nothing more to say on these these slides yes doctor definitely definitely because that is our intention the coming generation should get better and better and we should keep progressing that is our intention yes right doctor so um how do you think dr zenonco.io is working towards the betterment of cancer patients using integrative oncology what are your thoughts on the same doctor i think zenonco is doing a wonderful work uh, by educating people by giving them a helping hand you are doing a wonderful work because i think more platforms are needed to educate them to lead them towards a better future to make them meet the right persons who can actually uh, treat them holistically or uh, in the welfare of the uh, 
cancer patients uh, one actually needs to lead them to proper health care proper guidance about their food habits physiotherapy psychological counseling i think zenamco is doing a fabulous work and you people are holding hands to these cancer patients and uh, i am really impressed by uh, your efforts thank you so much sir thank you so much for taking the time out and being with us here today if you had such a busy schedule i know but you still took the time out to talk to us and pass on this information to all our viewers and all cancer patients and caregivers out there on behalf of zenonco.io and love heals cancer i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart sir thank you sir dr harshwardhan and have a good evening sir Thank you Nadia. Take care. Take take care. Take Stay care. safe and keeps inspiring all of us with your beautiful work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.